Hey, good morning. It is uh, seven minutes after 10 o'clock. Glad to have you with us. Uh, we'll talk about the department. Well, <laughs> we'll talk about railroads. Who's been working on the railroad? Apparently nobody has been working on the railroad. Ohio just had another crash. Unbelievable. Uh, all right. Um, let's do a little uh, little COVID uh, background here uh, before we get to the humorous side of the COVID uh, vaccine story. Uh, this is... Um, I thought, I thought it was, it, it's about time people start hearing this. Uh, Dr. Marty Mac, uh, McCary uh, talking about uh, the uh, vaccine and, and how the government has been lying the about it. The greatest perpetrator of misinformation during the pandemic has been the United States government. Misinformation that COVID was spread through surface transmission, that vaccinated immunity was far greater than natural immunity, that masks were effective. Now we have the definitive Cochrane review. What do you do with that review? Cochrane is the most authoritative evidence body in all of medicine and has been for decades. Do you just ignore it, not talk about it? That myocarditis was more common after the infection than the vaccine. Not true. It's four to 28 times more common after the the vaccine that young people benefit from a booster misinformation our two top experts on vaccines quit the fda in protest over this particular issue pushing boosters in young healthy people the data was never there that's why the cdc never disclosed hospitalization rates among boosted americans under age 50. The vaccine mandates would increase vaccination rates. The George uh, Mason University study shows it didn't. It did one thing. It created never vaxxers who are now not getting the childhood vaccines they need to get. Over and over again, we've seen something that goes far beyond using your best judgment with the information at hand. We've seen something which is unforgivable, and that is the weaponization of medical research itself. The C CDC putting out their own shoddy studies, like their own study on natural immunity, looking at one state for two months, when they had data for years on all 50 states. Why did they only report that one sliver of data? Why did they salami slice the giant database? Because it gave them the result they wanted. Same with masking study. Well, the data has now caught up in giant systematic reviews and the public health officials were intellectually dishonest. They lied to the American people. Thank you. Wow. Ah, that's something that... Uh, I did. Brian, did, did you see that on ABC or CBS or NBC? That No, I, I didn't catch it in either one of those places, no. I, I wonder why. Uh, how, how could they possibly have missed that? I'm not sure. I don't know. Maybe it uh, was an intentional, willful no, no. act. No, no. Do you see what Dr. Naomi Wolf is saying? Uh-uh. The COVID vaccine is causing um, uh, injuries to the male appendage. Oh, if my. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, they're causing adverse reactions for some men. They're suffering uh, from uh, injuries there after getting the shot. Woo! <laughs> oh, boy. I'm, I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> no, 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 no. You don't want to go. I, I tried to do that as delicately as I could. Uh, Pfizer, uh, this is the Babylon Bee. I don't know how this is going to hold up. I, I'm going to try it and see if it holds up. If it doesn't, maybe I'll put a link up at Facebook. 
but it's a great piece from the Babylon Bee talking about the uh, uh, Pfizer, uh, uh, the, the Pfizer vaccine. Uh, they're holding a press conference to tell us how great it was. Uh, good morning, everyone. Uh, as you know, uh, there have been some recent reports suggesting that our vaccine is not safe. Uh, this, of course, is ridiculous. If you look at the science, uh, you will see that uh, there are no side effects. In fact, I myself have been boosted four times. Boosted four times. <laughs> this notion that vaccines can have any kind of side effect is a right-wing conspiracy bolstered by MAGA Republicans, hate groups, and probably Russia. Look, would we vaccinate seven billion people if there were side effects? Side effects? Of course not. <laughs> it's dangerous and, quite frankly, irresponsible to blame the recent uptick of people suddenly collapsing on our product. Healthy people have always suddenly fallen to the ground from heart <laughs> problems. This is totally normal. Nothing is. <laughs> now the wrong. The guy with the wrong. broom. Sorry, we ran out of the uh, spokespeople. Why are you not collapsing? Did you get the vaccine? Uh, no, no. I, don't be silly. I don't want to collapse. I'm not a fool. I want to live. I want to live. The custodian didn't get vaccinated. He's still alive and doing well. Uh, but everybody else, gone. All right, 874-9390. 800-529-5572. While we're playing audio, um, the British finally said something that I really like. Unfortunately, they didn't follow through, but here we go. That's, well, play for crying out loud. There was a moment when we were very unclear about whether domestic pets or not could, could transmit the disease. In fact, there was an idea at one moment that we may have to ask the public to exterminate all the cats in Britain. Can you imagine <laughs> what would have happened if we had wanted to do that? And yet there was, for a moment, a little bit of evidence about that. So that had to be investigated and closed down. Unfortunately, uh, that was Britain and, and they didn't execute any of the cats. Uh, but I would have moved there for that. I would have. Uh, 874-9390. 800-529-5572. It's the Gary Nolan Show. And uh, w you can get me, by the way, by going to GaryNolan.com. You can send me a message, and it will pop up in studio. And uh, let's see what we got here. Joyce, regarding Social Security, I predict the Democrats will promote taking higher income retirees off, off the program, converting it into a welfare program. Uh, Mike says, uh, no, no, that's, that's off the topic there. Um, let's see. Good morning, sir. I am getting started in looking for, uh, for gold company. What do you recommend? Love your show. Supported local business last week. Bought a new gun from Modern Arms. Uh, guys are great over there. Yes, they are, Justin. They are. Uh, I, I'm not going to give any recommendations for where to buy gold. We are talking about the national debt earlier in the program, and that's what brought this about. Uh, we literally have been, you know, printing all this cash uh, and, and making the dollar less valuable each time they do. It's like a tax hike. 
And then we talked about Social Security and Medicare, uh, how they're going broke and how, you know, nobody can explain where the money is going to come from. Nobody wants to touch it, but nobody wants to tell me where the money is coming from to fix it. So I recommend getting out of the dollar and and uh, investing somewhere else. Uh, and gold and silver are a good place to start. I would, and I'm not an investment counselor, I'm not giving you the kind of advice, I'm just telling you it for me, 20% uh, of what I have is in uh, precious metal. And I figure that way, if the bottom falls out, I'll still have something to bargain with. Because the dollar, it's, it's just not going to make it. Somebody, If somebody tells you you're sound as a dollar, uh, call your mortician, because you're in trouble. All right, uh, outdoors, drinking with a water hose, an amusing piece. We'll talk about that next on The Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. 19 minutes after 10 o'clock, coming up, Overt Human Intelligence Collection Program. Gee, I bet you're wondering who's doing that. Uh, Drinking from a water hose, a rather amusing piece uh, that uh, we're going to bring up. But uh, first, this... FAA interview. I'm not sure if this was fair or not. To tell you the truth, Brian, uh, Phil Washington, uh, apparently they're, they want him to be the head of the Federal Aviation Administration. Um, some say it's just because of the color of his skin. But he was uh, being vetted. And uh, this is how it went. Can you quickly tell me uh, what airspace requires an ADSB transponder? Not sure I can answer that question right now. That's, that's okay. We'll just keep going. So um, that's a that's a pretty important part. So what are the six types of special use airspace that protect this national security that appear on FAA charts? Uh, sorry, Senator, I cannot answer that question. Okay. So what are the operational <laughs> limitations of a pilot flying under? Basic med. Senator, I'm not a pilot, so... Uh, but uh, obviously you'd ever see the F- Federal Aviation Administration, so um, any, any idea what those uh, restrictions are under basic med, quickly? Uh, well, some of the restrictions, I think, would be high blood pressure. Uh, some of them would be... Uh, it's, it's more like how many passengers per airplane, how many pounds yeah. in different categories, and uh, what el- what uh, altitude uh, you can fly under, so... and uh, And then... Uh, amount of knots. It's under 250 knots. So okay. it's not having, having anything to do with blood pressure. So can you tell me what causes an aircraft to spin or to stall? Uh, again, Senator, I'm not a pilot. Um, okay, uh, let's keep going. What are the three aircraft certifications the FAA requires as part of the manufacturing process? Quickly, please. Three aircraft certifications. Uh, again, uh, what I would say to that is that one of my first priorities would be to fully implement that Certification Act uh, and report. You know the three types, uh, Mr. Washington? The, the three no. types? Okay. Yeah, that's type certificate, production certificate, and airworthiness certificate. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's just keep going, see if we can um, um, get lucky here. So, can you <laughs> tell me what the minimum separation distance is for landing and departing airliners during the daytime, Mr. Washington? I don't want to guess on that, Senator. Are you familiar with the difference between Part 107 and Part 44809 when it comes to unmanned aerial standards? Unmanned aerial, unmanned like drones, are you familiar with yes, the difference? Yes, yes. Okay, you know the difference between those two, Part 44809 and Part 107? Do you know the difference there? 
No, I cannot fill that out. Well, I think he's qualified, Brian. He's, oh, yeah. He's uh -huh. hired. Absolutely. He is the guy for that's the, the job. That's the guy that that's the engineer I wouldn't want driving the train. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, you know, maybe that's how they got Buttigieg. It could be, yeah. You know, they ask him these questions. He doesn't have a clue. And they go, you're hired. Because that's the way the government works. <laughs> oh, boy. And speaking of Buttigieg uh, and, and, of course, the, uh, the train fiasco, do you know another train crashed in Ohio? I heard, yes. Another train wreck? So should the government be a part of this? You know, everybody wants the government to regulate this and somehow stop this from happening. I'm not sure it's up to the government to be involved in this. I'll tell you who I think should be involved in this, the insurance company. I think insurance companies uh, should be the ones that, uh, that control what, uh, what the railroad does. And then, you know, they would put in place minimum standards for safety and only cover the railroad if they, if they actually achieve that. And if they didn't, then people should be able to take that railroad apart, sell it for compensation, and let, you know, somebody who knows how to run a railroad run a railroad. Anyway, uh, if, if you just tuned in and you weren't listening to the first segment of the program... Uh, There's a huge fine first. Yeah, uh, that uh, Brian will, will, will uh, levy. But I bought a C8 Corvette... Um, the lease was up on my Mercedes. I was jonesing for this rear-engine Corvette, uh, and I bought one. And it wouldn't. It, it just. I stopped to get uh, take care of some business, and it wouldn't start. And then I made the mistake of uh, putting it in the accessory mode. Remember with the key, with the key, you turn the key to the left all the way over to accessory, and you could run a few things. I wanted to find out what was lighting up on the dashboard. And that was the end of that. Uh, after that, the car wouldn't shut down. The car wouldn't start up. The car wouldn't uh, open the, the trunk uh, or the frunk, as they call it, either. Um, and it gave me some kind of a transmission error code. And I was hoping somebody out there had been familiar with this. I did get a, uh, um, a couple of links. And one I thought uh, sounded exactly like my problem. Uh, but Jake is on the line, and he knows something about this. So, uh, Jake, good morning. How are you? Good morning. You're doing quite well, thank you. How about yourself? I do am well, except for the fact that my car was towed. Uh, well, do you I work, understand that. Do <laughs> you, you work no. for Chevrolet or anything? I no, no, no. And this may or may not have anything to do with your Corvette. The question is, do you, uh, in your Corvette, do you have a system where when you stop at a stop sign or traffic signal, your engine shuts down and then starts no. up again when you release the brake? No, doesn't. this car doesn't do that. Okay, well, then what I had to say really doesn't affect your Corvette, but I had an interesting situation with uh, my vehicle uh, in that I had almost exactly the same symptoms that you described with your Corvette. Uh, my car would not start. Uh, went to accessory to see what the problem was, and it said the brake system was bad on it and uh, ended up having to get the car towed, but the transmission was locked, the brakes were locked. Everything was locked except for the accessories uh, that you mentioned on your vet. Turns out it was an electrical problem in the car, and in my case, it was a, they said the battery was dead. And in cars where 
when you stop at a traffic signal and you put your brakes on hard, the engine shuts down for whatever reason, save gas, I guess. Uh, the engine shuts down and then it starts up when you release the brakes to go. That it requires a special battery in order to sustain that particular system. Yeah. And the new and the new battery costs a small fortune to replace it. It's not like the standard battery on your car. Yeah, this but, is a uh, government regulation that caused this. Yeah. Now, all right, so that could be a problem. All right, Jake, thank you. I appreciate yep. it. Glad to have you on the Gary and Loan Show. By the way, if you've got a car that does this, uh, you got to press a button. In most cases, you can press a button so that for the remainder of your ride, when you stop at the light, it doesn't shut off and then start again. Uh, this has got to tear up the the starter because you can't be stopping it. And it you, you can't be engaging that starter uh, with that kind of regularity without burning it out much more quickly than uh, the old uh, the old fashioned way of just leaving the car run. But here's what I discovered. There is a module you can buy. You, you look for a, a bypass for the start-stop function. You plug it into the OBD, the onboard computer port, and you can lock the system so that it won't uh, shut off when you stop at a light. You, you just have to enter your make and model of car and tell the interwebs what you're looking for. A way to bypass the uh, auto shutoff, and uh, it works beautifully. You plug it in, uh, you set it, and the car doesn't shut off at every stoplight. And if that's not enough, you can undo it uh, very easily. Wherever you leave it set, that's where it is when you start the car again. Uh, but I, I, this is because the uh, federal government is demanding X number of miles per gallon. Uh, out of these auto manufacturers, and they're doing everything they can to make it happen. Uh, the problem is they're going to extreme measures, and one of them is this start-stop uh, uh, button. It's, it's a terrible idea, but it's the best they can do because a bunch of politicians who aren't auto, uh, you know, auto engineers have decided that they're going to tell the auto engineers how to build a car that meets their standards. Uh, Roger on uh, the Corvette. Roger, good morning. How are you? Hey, doing great, Gary. Yeah, that off and on deal uh, tears up your starter, also ruins your battery over a shorter period of time. Yeah. Anyways, my uh, new 22 um, Chevy pickup truck has got a bypass switch around the dashboard for that where I can just turn it off. Yeah, but you can get a, uh, a a module that you just plug into the OBD and it just stays off. Yeah, so, yeah. So I you don't have to remember yeah. to hit the button every time. Right, yeah. But uh, when I first started driving this new truck, it, it just bothered the heck out of me. I, I couldn't stand that shutting off for two seconds when I pulled up to a stoplight or something. Yeah, it, yeah it's a terrible idea. But, you know, if if politicians instead of engineers are designing cars... Then the engineers have to find ways to uh, to accommodate them, and that was one they used. Roger, thank you. Yep. Take care. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. California lawmaker has introduced a bill that will fine businesses based on their cash register paper. I know that sounds stupid, but don't forget, it's California. That's coming up on the Gary Nolan Show, the Zimmer Radio Network. 
is the Gary Nolan Show. Columbia residents at 1105. Matt Nichols is going to be with us. Columbia Police Officers Association is going to talk about uh, the city council race and an endorsement. We'll be uh, curious to see what he has to say about that. Uh, in the meantime, uh, let me see. We're talking about the railroad. Uh, and I got a message from Justin. He says, I'm a locomotive engineer for 19 years at a class one railroad. The railroads are self-insured. As far as government regulations, I hate government in whole, but there needs to be more regulations on the railroad. Train length, power minimums, tons per axle maximums, uh, crew rest cycles, infrastructure and maintenance regulations. Railroads don't care and do what they want. And know the government won't and can't do anything about it. Just my two cents with an insider's perspective. Well, let's try something different instead of saying the government. Uh, let's say that uh, they get criminally charged if they harm somebody. I'm talking about the executives at the railroad. What do you say that if they destroy a town like they did in Ohio... That they have to pay for everybody's house at its appreciable, you know, at its value before the train accident. You know, because they could have a, a $250,000 house that's not worth anything because nobody wants to buy it after the train accident. So the railroads should be sued and they should have to pay for all this. Now, if they can't afford it because they're self-insured, quote-unquote, they'll, then they'll, they'll have to be up for sale. Somebody will have to buy the railroad so that the railroad can pay its debt to the people who's, who, uh, uh, whom they've harmed. That would be a good thing. We don't need more government regulation. We just have to have people held accountable. And if they're self-insured, I would argue if they had to buy every house in that little town, they would be in a great deal of financial uh, uh, doo-doo, if you will. All right, let me move on. Uh, apparently, and I know this will be a surprise to you. you. You probably will be stunned. But the nine states with the lowest unemployment rates had Republican governors. Wow, that's pretty good. Um, the highest uh, unemployment rates? Y you want to take a stab at what uh, party those governors belong to? Uh, here we go. Uh, unemployment rate for South and North Dakota, Nebraska, Utah, Missouri, New Hampshire, Alabama, Montana, Vermont, and uh, Idaho. All Republican. In fact, you could go on down the line even further. Iowa uh, is also uh, on that list. And the states with the highest unemployment rate? Well, uh, that would be California, Connecticut, Michigan, Oregon, Washington, New York, Pennsylvania, Delaware, Illinois, and Nevada. And what do they all have in common? Yeah, yeah they're all Democrats. All the governors of those states are Democrats. Could it be that low tax, less regulation mentality? I'm sure it is, but the Democrats will never admit it. California lawmaker has introduced a bill to find businesses based on 
the paper in their cash registers. Phil Ting, and I know you're going to be filtering, <laughs> filtering, uh, Phil Ting, uh, and, and again, you'll be surprised at his political affiliation, a Democrat, filed legislation to institute fine for businesses which continue to use certain paper receipts. This would impose fines for businesses which use receipts containing BPA and BPS. They are industrial chemicals used to make plastics and certain items non-essential to the transaction, such as coupons or advertisements. Businesses in violation of the statute would be subject to a daily fine of $25, capped at a total of $300 annually. When we get coffee to go or a pack of gum, most of us don't want or need a physical receipt, he said. It's time we provide customers with the option to get no receipt or a digital receipt. It doesn't make sense to kill so many trees and produce billions of pounds of carbon emissions. He referred to a report from Green America, noting that 3 million trees and 10 billion gallons of water are used every year in the United States to manufacture paper receipts. Oh, my God, Brian, do you realize how horrible this has been? Oh, just terrible. Uh, you know, maybe we should just shoot anybody that has a cash register that gives you a paper receipt. I mean, why bother with just a fine? If we just shoot everybody, then they won't be able to produce those. <laughs> I mean, these people Only are... in California. Oh, man. Yeah, well, no. You see, that's where it starts. Yes. And then it spreads. <laughs> Remember, in California, they were saying, no more plastic straws. I went to a Chinese, uh, it was a Chinese, yeah, it, it was, no, it was a Mexican restaurant on, uh, um, where is uh, Target Masters, what's the name of that street? Um, oh, that's uh, Range Line. Range Line, thank you. Uh, and they, they wouldn't give me a plastic straw. <laughs> I mean, it started in California, but it spreads. This kind of stupidity spreads. The lawmaker first introduced similar legislation in 2019, installed in the Senate Appropriations Committee. The new bill to institute fines for paper receipts is the latest of several strict environmental regulations on consumers and businesses uh, proposed by the state of California. This is insanity. I mean, these, do they really think that this is going to change something? Like... Will it suddenly uh, drive down the price of, uh, or the, the I'm sorry, the, the uh, temperature somewhere? Because <laughs> uh, it isn't. Neither will all the stupid rules we have in Colombia. It's not going to change anything. But that isn't going to stop the stupidity. It will continue. Uh, 874-9390-800-529-5572. I haven't even gotten yet to overt human intelligence collection program. But we will. Richard, good morning. How are you? Tom, good morning to you, gentlemen. Yes, sir. The uh, state of Missouri is now requiring us to keep receipts of our uh, gas bills so that uh, we can get reimbursed on the increase in the uh, tax that uh, we see on the highways. Yes. So now is that going away as well? No, this was just in the state of California. It'll take a while to work its way here. Yeah, yeah. As, as, as the straw did. 
Yeah, it'll start in California, then it'll hop over to New York, uh, then Illinois will jump in on it, and then eventually it starts to spread elsewhere. Yeah. yeah so well, keep I, those receipts. Lots, lots of receipts on gas tax. Did you do this last year at tax time, and did you get a refund? I thought it was supposed to be filed when I filed my taxes. But yeah, apparently but you, it's out of sequence. So did you do it last year? No, I did not. Okay. I'll be curious to see what you get back. Yeah, I'm going to do it this year, and uh, and I'll uh, definitely let you know. But uh, why should I have to file a separate uh, tax receipt request, not when I'm filing my taxes at this time of the year? Because when the government is spending money on things it shouldn't be spending money on, they eventually run out. Uh, and so they try to make it as difficult for you to avoid giving them your money as they can. Yeah, that's, that is the case. It is indeed. Richard, thank you. Glad to have you on the Gary Nolan Show. Yeah, that's how it works. All right, we're up against the clock. we got to take a quick break. We're going to come back, wrap up this hour. Then uh, we'll chat with Matt Nichols from the CPOA on uh, the city council election. All coming up. About 20 minutes from now on the Gary Nolan Show. It's the Zimmer Radio Network. It's uh, 1049. I'm not sure I can do this story on the air. Um, wow. Abstaining from self-abuse raises risk of anxiety, depression, erectile dysfunction, according to a new study, Brian. Participating in, well, they, they just say it, it's uh, it's problematic and... and uh, 21 times uh, a month is the uh, is the minimum. Okay. I'm just, I, I don't want to go into any greater detail. People who know what I'm talking about know what I'm talking about. They know what self-abuse is. Uh, experts support occasional uh, self-abuse uh, for its health benefits. Uh, one Harvard study found that men uh, who do this uh, 21 times a month slash the risk of prostate cancer by a third. Okay. Uh, we're we're not going any further than that. You didn't want to take that. a break or anything, uh, or <laughs> well, you, just a few minutes, if you don't okay. mind. Well, didn't didn't somebody recommend this for? Uh, I think uh, so. Yes, a break room uh, for yeah, work. They have a uh, necessary room. <laughs> a necessary room. <laughs> oh boy, we bring you all the news here, boy. We don't we don't uh, we don't we don't cut back. Uh, nothing is uh, off uh, off limits. DHS has a program that gathers domestic intelligence that apparently not very many people know about. And collecting information uh, from Americans is raising some civil liabilities uh, concerns, civil liberties concerns. Uh, the Department of Homeland Security has run a virtually unknown program gathering domestic intelligence, one of many revelations in a wide-ranging tranche of internal documents reviewed by Politico. Uh, significant. Uh, these documents reveal that a significant number of employees uh, at uh, Department of Homeland Security Intelligence Office have raised concerns that the work they're doing could be illegal. These are the uh, the program is called the Overt Human Intelligence Collection Program, um, and apparently they 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 ask questions without attorneys present. Um, one uh, uh, unnamed employee, 
quoted in an April 21 document uh, that uh, leadership at the INA's uh, Office of Regional Intelligence is shady, runs like a corrupt government. Another document said some employees worried so much about the legality of their activities that they wanted their employer to cover legal liability insurance. Uh, widespread internal concerns about the legality and questionable tactics and political pressure. The documents show that people working there fear punishment if they speak out about the abuse. This is your federal government. This is your government. Think about how abusive this government has become. I'm, you know, we talked earlier about uh, automobiles, that somehow the government felt they had the right to tell automobile engineers and manufacturers what kind of mileage their cars should get. Well, they have to. Yeah, because you're too, too stupid, stupid to yes. decide on your own what best fits your needs. Uh, they, they tell you what medicine you can take, what medicines you have access to. They regulate everything and anything... They know everything about you. They know your medical history. They know your financial history. There is nothing about you that is private anymore. And the fact that they've got this, uh, I would argue, uh, illegal uh, overt human intelligence collection program just adds to how much control they have over you. It's, It's... you just can't imagine that your government, you slowly give them more and more information every year. And why? What What makes this their business? Why should they know everything about everything that goes on in the country? Shouldn't we have some sense of privacy? Shouldn't we have some sense uh, of protection from the government? I'm, I honestly think that this is the very type of tyrannical government the Founding Fathers warned us against. And, and, and they, they know that they're pushing the envelope here. They're absolutely aware of this. And that's why they're going after your firearms. They, and they are. They're going after your guns. And the banking industry is playing right along with it. Banks increasingly back political scheme to track gun purchases by credit card. The more freedom they take, the greater the risk that people finally get to that point where they go, all right, that's it. I'm through playing. And they want to know. Who's getting guns? Because when that happens, they're going to want to disarm us. And in spite of what uh, President Biden said about you have to have F-18s, and trust me, there will be F-18s on both sides if it ever comes down to a war. But the one thing that makes you know a revolt, an armed revolt, more likely is that Individuals can form a militia, a well-regulated militia, with the guns that they have. 
It's, I'm not looking forward to it. I don't want to see it happen. But at some point, some people are going to just, they're going to just say, that's it. I've had it. You can't regulate me anymore. And when that happens, all hell will break loose. And at first, the media will portray them as the bad guys. Imagine they were upset about this. Why, they're, that's just crazy. They shouldn't be upset about this. These people are, they're like the Branch Davidians. But eventually, eventually, if people are armed, it's going to end up leading to a revolt. Bureaucrats better learn that. Because it's going to be a problem. It's going to be a problem. 874-9390. Toll free 800-529-5572. About four or five minutes after the hour, we will uh, be chatting with Matt Nichols. Uh, Matt is uh, with the CPOA. Uh, We'll find out why the CPOA uh, is engaged in endorsing a candidate for city council. Um, it's always interesting to see what the law enforcement side says. But we'll uh, we'll do that just a few minutes from now. All right, we are still uh, way behind. Uh, there is a, a story in the news about a guy who saw that law enforcement was apparently doing uh, checks for DUI. And he got a sign, and he stood out by the street, and it said, Cops Ahead. This was uh, in front of this uh, police checkpoint. He got arrested. He got arrested. Uh, Federal Appeals Court uh, has uh, made a ruling on this. This guy's name was Friend, and he's apparently a friend of uh, some drivers, was standing on a sidewalk near Stamford Police Checkpoint in April of 2018, holding a cops ahead sign when a sergeant named Gasparino approached him, took his sign, and threatened to arrest him. He instead made a larger sign and moved to a different spot. Gasparino then handcuffed an arrested friend who was charged with misdemeanor interference and held on $25,000 bail. Prosecutors later dropped the charge. But this, uh, this guy, friend, represented by the Connecticut chapter of the American Civil Liberties Union, filed a civil rights lawsuit. He argued that Gasparino's seizure of his signs and his arrest violated his First and Fourth Amendment rights. Courts didn't initially agree, but now they do. You're listening to The Gary Nolan Show on the Zimmer Radio Network. This is The Gary Nolan Show 